everyone. If you are a mom struggling with energy, time, and frustration around your food, fitness, and hormones, you're in the right place. I am sharing real life strategies from over a decade in the health and wellness space, as well as coaching over hundreds of busy moms just like you into healthier, happier, and more confident relationships with food, fitness, and their bodies. Not to mention my own personal journey, my own personal struggles with hormones, health, and body image. I'm Natalie Guevara, macronutrition coach, female hormone and metabolism expert, and personal trainer. I am the creator of Moderation Through Macros, my signature nutrition coaching curriculum, founder of Strong Mamas and Macros, my program that helps moms realign their hormones to lose the weight that they want, have more energy, and feel more confident in their bodies, as well as the owner of Updog Wellness and Fitness. I'm also your host for the Strong Mamas and Macros podcast, and I can't wait to dive in with you today. All right, my friends, I am so excited to be chatting about um, something that I am incredibly passionate about, as you will learn um, in this chat that we have together and something that I hope that you leave uh, feeling educated, feeling empowered and ready to take control over for your own life. And that is on the topic of eating more or eating enough. And the reason this has been a really common theme as I've chatted with with new clients in the last couple of weeks, as I've chatted with current clients, as I've chatted with past clients, is this whole process around the, the common misconception that in order to reach any sort of physiological goal of weight loss, fat loss, and dealing with a lot of your symptoms, if you're dealing with Hashimoto's, if you're dealing with PCOS, is all about eating less. And I want to start off by saying this is, first of all, not your fault. Um, so many women that I have worked with personally, and this has actually been a part of my own own personal experience have gone to their physician, have gone to a medical provider that they have trusted for, for help with their, their symptoms around PCOS, with their symptoms around Hashimoto's. Um, with everyday common, just like issues, brain fog, fatigue, um, you know, low sex drive, mood swings, depression, anxiety, all of these things. And they've been told that the answer is to lose weight. And so the problem with this just blanket statement, the answer is for you to change your body in order to change your body is that so many folks are leaving these appointments where they wanted education, they wanted support, they wanted empowerment, and they're feeling defeated. They're going home and they're turning to the internet. Okay, now what do I need to do in order to lose weight? And so naturally, if we go to Google and we start, you know, saying, okay, how am I going to lose weight? There's all types of articles. There's all types of videos. There's all types of books and information around creating a caloric deficit, because from a scientific perspective, that is in fact how we lose weight. However, what this blanket statement does not take into consideration is a whole lot of what I'm going to go over with you today. The answer is not always just to continue to eat less and eat less and eat less, which is what we feel like we have to do. We must do in order to do what we've been told to fix our issues. And this is why, you know, and, and I'm not here to point fingers at your physician. I'm not here to point fingers at any sort of medical provider that you've been dealing with. But the fact of the matter is, you know, when they're dealing with patient after patient after patient records, they don't have time to sit here and, you know, say, hey, let's do a detailed 
food log and figure out what you're actively consuming now so that we can troubleshoot this together. Let's look at your lifestyle considerations. Let's look at your, your preferences. Let's look at what you're currently doing and see if the answer is truly for you to eat less or if it's in fact to do something else. And so what I want to challenge you guys on here and educate and empower you on is to really be an advocate for your own health and your own journey. And so, you know, again, when we feel constantly feel like we need to be losing weight, which may truly be the case for you. And so I'm not here to say, okay, you know, the answer to all your problems is not weight loss, but I'm also here to, to encourage you to, to think from the, the other side of the lens to say, maybe the answer to, to your struggles, the answer, answers to your symptoms, the answers to where you want to be is not in fact to lose weight, but it's to address the symptoms that you are, you are dealing with and that weight loss can be a byproduct of that. So it's a win-win for, for everyone and truly getting you to a place that where you can heal, where you can feel wholeness, where you can feel happy, you can feel joyful, and you can actually enjoy your life and feel confident in your skin, maybe for the first time ever. And so, especially when we're looking at autoimmunity, when we're looking at Hashimoto's and we're looking at PCOS, what most folks do, and I don't blame you, is you go home and you Google, what is the best diet for XYZ? And you get things like the ketogenic diet, you get things like intermittent fasting, you get paleo, you get the, the autoimmune protocol diet, all these different things that are restrictive and just encourage you to continue to eat less. But what if that's not the problem? So here's the thing. We cannot continue to eat less. We cannot continue to diet in perpetuity. We have to consider what our body needs in order to heal, what our body needs in order to recover, what our body needs in order for us to actually be able to lose the weight that we want to lose. And so the reality is, is that so many women that I work with currently and there was an episode on my podcast uh, just recently where I talked about a client of mine who I have been working with for going on six months who started dieting at the age of 10. I have got another client who started dieting at the age of seven because they were taken to a physician that told them that they needed to lose weight. And here's the issue with that. They have lived their entire adult lives constantly feeling like they need to be on a diet, constantly feeling like they need to be eating less, constantly feeling like they are not achieving their fullest potential because they can't control their food. So what is this created? This has created an obsession. This has created um, essentially disordered eating patterns around constantly be worrying about if this food is fitting into whatever so-called diet they're on, if this food is fitting into what they need to be eating, if this food is gonna be eating too much. And what I see again and again and again, is I start to do these audits on these women and they're significantly eating below their basal metabolic rate, the baseline that your body needs to breathe to digest food. And so we come into all these symptoms, which yes, definitely can come into some of the same symptoms that you're experiencing with autoimmunity. So some of the things that happen or some of the indicators that we may be under eating without even doing an initial audit of your, your intake, an initial audit of the quality of food, an initial audit of your lifestyle are things like loss of appetite. This is something that I see again and again, women will come and they'll, they'll tell me, you know, I eat twice a day, eat 800 calories with my meals around 400 calories, but I'm just not hungry beyond that. 
we see a lot of mood swings, right? And this can be, you can be told by any number of people, oh, it's just, it's just hormonal, especially if you're dealing with PCOS, right? You've already got some hormonal imbalances. And so when we're dealing with additional mood swings, that, that's just your hormones. Fun fact, our eating influences our hormones. Low libido, low sex drive. So many people are told that this is because of their hypothyroidism, their thyroid medication, their, their anti-anxiety medication, their, their antidepressives, which it can be. But here's the thing, under eating also fuels anxiety and depression. And so we're, we're, we're battling with two things there. And of course, if our energetic needs are not being met, then our body's not really interested in reproducing. And what is your sex drive for? Reproduction difficulty recovering, whether that's recovering from stressful events, sickness, um, whether that's recovering from, you know, a workout, whatever that may be, recovering from a vacation, that can be an indicator that we're under eating. Poor sleep quality, again, with recovery, uh, you know, if you're not, if you're not uh, able to recover from sleep, then we're just going to continue to have more crappy sleep. Um, but, you know, constantly being woken up in the, in the night, constantly dealing with issues, falling asleep, that, that wired but tired kind of feeling can be a mismatch of your energy intake, aka calories, and your energy output. Increased hunger. On the opposite of loss of appetite, if you're hungry all the time, if you're craving all the time, it can be a sign that your body literally is not being fed what it needs. For women, loss of a period, loss of a cycle. This is a common issue that I see with women with PCOS who are dealing with irregular cycles, who are dealing with cycle issues, and then they wind up being told that they need to lose weight in order to fix those issues. They wind up significantly under eating, not losing weight, and now their period is completely gone. So let's talk about some of the reasons that we want to be really mindful of not dieting all the time. And here is what the perpetual dieting cycle is doing to you. It's creating extra stress on your body. This is creating the inability to process stress, whether that is, you know, again, physical stress and, uh, energy, injury, whether that is psychological stress from work, family, just, you know, activities of daily living, um, exercise stress, all these different things. We're adding additional stress onto an overly stressed system by not feeding our bodies adequately. And so that's developed, that's helping us develop this just inability to tolerate stress period. Also down regulates your metabolism, right? Our metabolism is so incredibly smart. So, so much more intelligent than, um, you know, anything that, that I can do, a computer can do, an algorithm can do. And so our body's going to adapt to what we, what we give it. And that's why if you start to do a low calorie diet and you do it for a period of time, it's probably going to work for a period of time. It's probably going to work until it doesn't. And this is because our metabolism adapts to what we're giving it. It says, okay, I am noticing that my energy needs are going a little bit lower. So I'm letting go of some of my energy stores, but I can only go so far. And so now I have a new baseline. And so in order to continue that weight loss, we have to go down again. And there's only so far that we can go without negative consequences. And I will tell you the negative consequences um, will never be outweighed by any kind of positivity from weight loss. There is a way for you to achieve your physical goal and your health goal in harmony with your body, right? Uh, you know, if you're dealing with Hashimoto's, if you're dealing with PCOS, we don't want to lose weight and then get to that weight loss and be like, wow, my symptoms aren't even 
any better. If anything, they're worse. Uh, and this is something that I see with people if they can't achieve that. But most of the time, what I see with women that are dealing with this is they're constantly feeling embarrassed. They're constantly feeling ashamed of their inability to lose the weight um, because they're constantly feeling like they just need to be eating less. They need to be starving themselves. And that's not something that we can do. I've worked with women who, who have been dieting for 20 years or more consistently. They can't remember the last time that they weren't trying to monitor or regulate their intake or to take in less food. Um, it's, it's, it's a huge issue. And one of the biggest issues when dealing with, with, with already like autoimmunity that are dealing with our hormones are the negative hormone implications that come along with, with chronically under eating. So we're chronically eating, you know, uh, if you've ever logged into my fitness pal and seen that 1200, that 1200 calorie number, it's just like, Oh, this is what everyone needs to eat. But the reality is that's what your toddler needs to eat. Um, and so we have negative hormonal implications, which can influence our thyroid. And so if you're dealing with Hashimoto's and you already have hypothyroidism, continuing to downregulate your thyroid hormones is not going to help you achieve any weight loss. Your body has to be fed in order to produce the hormones that your body needs to heal and recover. Not to mention, I've already talked about the anxiety and depression, the psychological issues of perpetual dieting, of perpetually under eating, under consuming the amount of energy that you need to take in. It's going to constantly fuel, you know, anxiety and depression. And so I get people coming to me and they say, you know, I have anxiety and depression and I'm told it's because I'm overweight and I can't lose my weight. And, you know, my response is, well, what if your, your efforts to lose the weight are causing the anxiety and the depression? What if we just started to implement, um, you know, eating enough, eating in appropriate nutritional cycles, nutritional phases? What if we could lose the weight and heal the psychological implications of under eating at the same time? And the last thing and the most unfavorable cause or, or, or side effect of, of chronically under eating is the weight gain right? So how many of you guys have been spinning your mud for years, years? And I do think of it as like, you know, when you have tires in the mud, you, you spin, you get forward a little bit, and then it pulls you back. And then you sink down a little bit further. That's, that's what I, the, the imagery that I have in my head when I think, when I think about this, but how many of you guys have been trying to lose weight for, for 10 plus years for a decade, right? And you're not getting anywhere. If you're not getting anywhere, some of you are even continuing to gain weight. And how could that be if you're constantly working towards that 1200 calorie goal? If you're constantly working to under eat, if you're constantly feeling hungry, are you not doing the right things in order to lose weight? Well, you're doing the right things that, you know, you're being told or, you know, the messaging is, is around, you know, portion control, calories in, calories out. And again, you know, from a scientific perspective, we do have to be in a caloric deficit in order to lose weight. However, if we've been chronically dieting and our metabolism is adapted down to, you know, 800 calories per day, we cannot live on 600 calories in order to sustain that calorie deficit in order to continue to lose weight. Your body needs food in order to be healthy. It needs to be fed in order to perform. And so in order to lose weight, in order to feel safe, in order to let go of energy stores, we have to meet some of these energetic needs. And so here are some of the benefits of actually eating more food 
eating more food in order to lose weight. I know it's so counterintuitive, which is why I'm so, so passionate um, to, to talk about this. It's so counterintuitive for me to tell you that the reason that you're not losing weight is the fact that you're not eating enough. And in fact, if you were to, to Google any kind of, you know, there's going to be people that are on both sides of the fence here. There's going to be so many people over there that are saying like, the reason that you're not losing weight is not because you're, you're under eating. And that's just not possible. Why? Because it makes for really good content, right? It's really, really polarizing for people to be like, no, that's not your problem, but it's actually not doing anything to help you out. Right. If someone's constantly telling you that, no, the reason that you're not losing weight is, is because you're just continuously overeating and you're sitting here feeling defeated, you're hungry, you're craving, you're tired, you're achy, you have brain fog, um, you have anxiety, you're depressed, you have no sex drive, you're not sleeping. And someone's telling you, yeah, no, you're still just, you're still just overeating. Does that do anything to help you out? Does that do anything to help motivate you, inspire you, help you feel better in order to get the results that you want? Chances are probably not. I've been in the health and fitness industry for over a decade. And I will tell you that in July of 2021, I went to a, a doctor because I was struggling with fertility. I have PCOS and Hashimoto's. And without even laying a hand on me, the doctor looked at my chart. She looked at my body weight. She looked at my height. And she told me that my weight was causing my issues of infertility. I'm not an overweight person. And this damaged me more than it probably should. I probably should have had the psychological and the, the emotional resilience to just say, you know what, time for a second opinion, but, but it didn't, honestly. Um, it actually spiraled me into, you know, uh, self-worth issues, dealing with myself, it, some body image issues, whether or not I could really show up and do my job. Um, there were a lot of negative issues with this one person telling me, Essentially, what it felt like to me was that she was saying that I was the cause of my issues. And so this led to me, of course, hiring a coach that had to do some serious mindset work with me, um, continuing my own education so I could be more empowered in what was actually going on with my body and be able to take care of my body in a way that it actually needed to, to be taken care of. But this is something that women are hearing every single day. They're feeling embarrassed. I had a consultation call with a new client just a week ago, and she told me that she felt embarrassed to continue to try to seek help because no one was actually helping her. And so she felt like she was the problem. And I'm here to tell you that you're not the problem. The messaging is the problem. You're confused. You're conflicted. There is the fence. You've got over here people telling you, you need to lose weight. You just need to eat less. But I just want you to consider, I just want you to be your own detective here. And I want you to consider some of the symptoms that you have going on. I want you to consider if you've tried everything, have you tried eating more? And by eating more, let's just go ahead and clarify. I don't mean that we just need to eat a cake, a pizza, whatever. You know, we need to fill our body in, uh, in an appropriate way, which is why in my, my coaching program, I do use macronutrients, the things that our body needs in larger amounts. 
I feel like this is a really um, important way to look at it so we can titrate the amount, the, the carb tolerance that your unique body has, the protein that your unique body has, and an appropriate fat intake in order to, to slowly bring your body up to baseline. I've seen amazing things happen to clients when we, when we go through what's, what's called a reverse diet. Um, so, you know, some of these symptoms of under eating can be an indicator that you need a reverse diet question I always get on that is, am I going to lose weight on a reverse diet? And the answer is sometimes yes, but that should not be the goal. That should not be the intention. The intention is to upregulate your metabolism, to refeed your thyroid hormones and get your body into a happy place so that it feels safe enough to lose energy stores. So it feels safe enough to release some of the, the stress burden. So it feels safe enough to do the things that you're asking it to do. It's like putting, I always tell people, it's like putting pennies in our trust piggy bank. And then we want to be able to cash that out. And typically people want to cash out some sort of weight loss or some sort of physique goal, which is absolutely fine. But what I love, what I love is when folks come to me and say, you know what? I really just want more energy. You know what? I really just want this brain fog to go away. You know what? I really just want my period back. I want to be able to recover. I want to, you know, want to have sex with my husband. And we start to refeed the body in a way to support these goals. And you know what happens? More often than not, weight loss comes along for the ride. And that is absolutely magical to be able to witness as a coach, as someone that's supporting these women. So I want to give you just, just, some, just some ways that eating more can help facilitate your weight loss aside from the hormonal influence, aside from refeeding your thyroid. Some ways that you're going to see potential weight loss from eating adequate calories is being able to stay consistent. This is one of the biggest issues that I see with people that are chronically under eating. We can chronically under eat for a period of time. And then what happens more often than not is then we wind up losing our quote self-control, our willpower, our discipline, and we overeat, which again is not really your fault. It's a psychological or a physiological response, right? Your body is designed to survive. It's only gonna let you underfeed it for a finite amount of time, then it's going to say, no, I need to be fed. And typically those responses seem to be very reactive. And so we eat what's available at the time. So we're not meal planning. We're not looking at our macros there. Um, we're more often than not giving into cravings, which can be choices or decisions that aren't typically lined up with our goals, which again, just perpetuate that guilt and shame cycle. So when we're actually eating enough food, when we're actually eating enough calories, when we're monitoring our body, looking at our hunger cues, looking at our cravings, learning to understand our cravings, then we can typically be consistent with what we're offering our body. The second big piece is the, the stress piece. And this is huge. By eliminating that stress on our body from chronically under eating, we generally find that we're happier. We're more motivated. We're less anxious. We're dealing with less, um, we're less episodes of depression. Now, this is not to say that you should not seek out the help of a mental health professional to help you deal with depression and anxiety. Depression and anxiety are, are serious. But what I want you to consider is if you're constantly fighting your depression and your anxiety and you're constantly under eating is what actually fueling your body could do for your mental health. Less stress also means that we're going to recover better. It's also going to help with our mood swings. So we're less snappy. We're able to deal with things that are, that are dished out things of just like everyday life. So many benefits of being less stressed. You're able to sleep. Um, so all of these things come along being well-fed. 
and you're actually able to move more, right? You're motivated to, to get up and move. If you've ever noticed um, or ever felt like, you know, oh, gosh, I'm just so lazy. I just can't get the motivation to work out. I can't get the motivation to get up and walk. I can't get the motivation to do X, Y, and Z. Chances are you're underfed. Chances are you need to eat the appropriate amounts of food so that you have the motivation you have the drive to get up and move your body. Exercise is not a way to lose weight. Exercise is a way to, to build strength, to celebrate your body, um, to, to remain pain-free so that you can do the things that you enjoy for long periods of time. Getting up and moving around is, again, going to help with that mental health. It's going to help with your digestion. It's going to help with your hormonal health. It's going to help with your metabolic health. All these different things are tied, and all of these things are a result of simply eating adequately for your body, eating adequately for what unique symptoms that you have. There is no black or white, quote, diet or protocol for PCOS or Hashimoto's. There's what works for you, your lifestyle your personal preferences, and where you want to get to. This is where working with a coach can be so, so, so powerful. I know guys get tired of hearing, hearing me say that, but um, you know the, the foundation of this is, is so many folks don't know that they're under eating first. Second of all, you can't change what you don't know what needs to be changed. And third of all, really implementing appropriate nutritional cycles where we spend adequate amount of time in maintenance, where we reverse diet, where we do appropriate dieting cycles is going to get you to your weight loss goal. And it's going to get you there so much faster than continuing to fight and fight and fight and fight for years, for decades, for the rest of your life. I've worked with women who are in their sixties who tell me that they've dieted their entire adult life. And I don't want that for another woman out there. I want you to understand that by implementing these different nutritional cycles, that we can take breaks from our dieting as we should. We can spend more time in our, in our maintenance phase as we should, being well-fed as we should, and your body's going to respond. And yes, you may feel like the weight loss is slower and that you need to be eating less and doing more in order to get there faster, but it's going to backfire every single time, every single time eating appropriate amounts of food, eating enough food is one of the most powerful things that you can do for your body. So I hope this inspired some food for thought for you guys, some food for thought. Um, I hope that you're inspired to, to, you know, continue to look at what's going on in your own body. I, can, I encourage you to start, if you aren't already logging your food, to have a good idea of what you're taking in, to be aware of what you're taking in, to monitor your body's biofeedback. This is a huge thing that I do with my clients, to look at your hunger, to look at your stress levels, your quality of sleep, your cravings. All of these are important messengers that are telling you the real story, that are telling you what's going on for you. And if you're not happy with an answer that you're getting from a physician, get a second opinion. And if you need support, in reverse dieting, reach out to a coach. I'd be more than happy to hop on a call and talk with you and talk about what's going on for you, what's unique with you, what your struggles are, and see if it would be a good fit for us to work together to see if I can offer you some quick advice or to see if I can refer you to someone that can help you. I want you to get the support that you need. And more importantly, I want you to experience the help and the happiness that you deserve. I hope this was helpful and I will talk to you guys again soon. But before we jump in, I'd love to take a head to updogwellnessandfitness.com forward slash five keys to download my free guide, the five keys to balancing your hormones so that you can lose the weight that you want, have more energy and more confidence in your body without restricting food and spending hours in the gym. It's completely free and it's my gift to you. I hope you enjoy.